Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is uh, 135 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Portions of our show brought to you by our friends at World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you. Receive two times air miles, reward miles on all your flooring purchases at World Floor Coverings, where they know a little about hockey and a lot about flooring. It is Stoffer and Spectre for Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing with the Thoroughbreds returning May 5th at Northlands Park. This could, in theory, be the last year of racing at Northlands Park. Century Mile will... Yeah, scheduled to be, I think, at this point. Assuming construction at the Century Mile goes as planned. Right. You never know if we get two straight weeks of rains or something like that that pushes things back. But but they're horse racing people. Aren't they supposed to be all about being fast? Uh, It's about fast. Is it? Get to the finish line. Guess what? The NHL. It's about fast, too. (laughs) Uh, Why don't we do this? Uh, We don't do this often. Um... 780-496-0063. It's our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and you can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. But we got a little bit of open line time. Specs uh, pulling a little bit extra shift today. Thank you very much, Mark. I didn't even have to grind you for it. Ah, you know what? uh, You work hard. You do work hard. 780-496-0063. And you know, like, that's... We do like people that grind. I, uh, yes, it's a caramel. Don't open it up or it'll give away the... Oh, Bobby. Give away the secret. Nice like a caramel you got there. Yeah. Who eats a caramel anymore? What, what, what does that mean? I, 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 I have a sweet tooth. In fact, I probably got about four cavities, but yeah. I don't have time to take... Uh, you know what it is? I love to work. And you know what, Spec? That's the way... Like, do, Maybe we should... Like, Do people realize what time coaches go in in the mornings? Well, that's a good question. Well, tell them. What time do the coaches get in in the morning? Well, the uh, certainly the Oilers coaching staff is, I believe, they're 6 a.m. arrivers. Yeah. I think they have a bit of a workout thing. Don't they uh, all have a workout and yeah, kind of probably yeah. get in front of the video screens closer to 7? I'm Yeah, making yeah they, they, they work out in the morning, and then they, uh, but yeah. they're working all, I mean, it's, it's an, the, it's the a, point is, it's an all-in job. Yeah, it's a total grind, and. Uh, There's no room for half-milers in today's NHL. I think the point, the, the, what has to happen, 
happen is there's a, a great deal of preparation that has to precede the arrival of the players. You can't have your players coming every day at 6 a.m. because they got to get enough sleep so they can perform. But when they walk in the door, the coaches have to be ready and the video has to be ready and the game plan, the practice plan has to be ready. And, and you don't just walk in 10 minutes ahead of the players and make all that happen. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the game has changed tremendously over the last 25 to 30 years. I mean, Glenn Sather was a great coach, an excellent manager, uber successful with the Edmonton Oilers. Of course. Helped make those players. Like, nobody thought Mark Messi was going to be as good as he turned out to be. Right. Of course, having Wayne Gretzky, who was, you know... Yeah, but it wasn't like... Mark Messier didn't walk in this morning after playing last night, sit down in front of a terminal, push a few keys, and get every one of his shifts right. sectioned off for him to right. watch. And as Leon Dreisaitl will do today. Right. And I think today the margins are so tight between winning and losing. And because we're in a cap world, oh, yeah. uh, Gary parody. doesn't like the word parity. We have tremendous competitive balance as That's a result. Likes, yes. Right? Because when the Oilers were playing Dallas, when you were covering those series back in the day. You knew they were going to lose. It was how many games. It would right. Take. Yeah, right? Because the payrolls were dis proportion. Right. And now they're relatively the same. And so there's other factors that come, which is why teams can be bad one year and really good the next because margins get mitigated and away you go. Well, Colorado. There we go. 780-496-0063. One of Spec's favorites, Sirius Gord out hey. of Red Deer. What's up, Gord? Uh, nothing a lot. Nothing much, I guess. But just real quick on Nicholson. Um, I, I totally agree. Shirelli deserves about a five-year interval to just turn things around along with uh, uh, McClellan, but I'm more interested in the coaches uh, for the penalty kill and the power play, and I'm curious what you guys think of that. But one other thing I just want to point out, and, and, and uh, certainly Speck is a lot more sanguine than I am about goaltending, um, and I want to make an analogy. Dale Howardchuk, I think you would agree, during his peak years, was probably one of the top five best players in the league. Would you not agree? Yes. Okay. And how many Stanley Cups does he have? Zero. And why was primary reason why. Jets never had a number one goalie. Never had a goal. They were in the yeah. same division as Calgary and Edmonton. That would be the that number two. I, I might argue that's that was the number one that's, reason. that's the number one reason. Yeah. Well, I would argue that if you put Grant Fuhr on the Jets and you put the whoever the Jets had on in Edmonton's net, it would have Pokey been and the Bandit? Which would you take, Pokey or the Bandit? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you get my point. That I think that goaltending is a very serious concern. It's the hardest position to fill. Um, and look at Calgary and the straights they're in currently. Uh, Were you concerned last year at this time when Talbot was leading the league in wins and finished fourth in Vesna well, No, I wasn't. And, North, and Nashville was concerned about Pekka Rennie until he kind of crapped a bat in the finals last year a little bit. I mean, it's like I say, it's, it's, it's the highest risk, the toughest position to fill. Um, I'm crossing my fingers, and I suspect everybody else in the... In the in Do you think he can bounce back? I think he can bounce back. I, Actually, Bob could. did say that uh, during his interview on CBC. Even Bob I Nicholson think, said. I think he could, but there's been a couple of performances uh, a couple of games ago being uh, the most uh, recent where you really wonder, does he really have that... Uh, will he be able to get it back, I guess? But um, getting back to... to I, I think that there should be changes at the penalty kill and power play coaching level. And you also said Nashville is the template to go by. Go take a look at Nashville, and I've done this. Go take a look at Nashville's executive uh, post uh, positions and who's there. It's all 35-year-old guys who are really hungry, who you and I have never heard of practically. 
Um, and meanwhile, our draft table every spring is full of guys from what you guys would admit is the failed regime that, that, that preceded Shirelli. I mean, they've got a clean house at that level, too, and Nicholson is defending that group. And I think that's what really upsets fans like myself. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, you hit on a bunch of different things. Um, Shirelli's changed out of numerous scouts. We fired Stu McGregor was the yeah, uh, before the 2015 draft. Peter got hired April 28th, or sorry, April 24th, and and, and, and a bunch of guys, Brad Mon- Davis. Uh, but the two Gord's point, Craig McTavish is still an active scout in this organization. Well, he's is, is he, he a active? scout or an assistant GM? Whatever, he's evaluating talent, and, and so too is Scott Housen. And so too is Scott Housen, and those, you know, among many others, those two guys put their heads together and gave us Nikita Nick Eaton and said he could play. And Dallas Aikens. Well, he's a head coach, right? And he that was a gut feel. That was that, that was that was a gut. That was a gut feel for Mackey and Housen. Feel. Yeah, well, not a gut feel. They watched him play, and they said he's good. And he oh, wasn't. you mean Nikita? Not Keaton. okay. Well, I, I also think that the the coaching hire at the time. Okay, we're, but we're talking about players, not coaches. Okay. I get it. Eakins was a poor hire. We we let's move. Past Still that. think he can be successful down the road. Sure, it's about to me. It's about talent evaluation. What's your history of talent evaluation? That's what got the Oilers in this problem in the first place. First, they couldn't draft because they couldn't evaluate talent. They were picking the wrong guys. They were bringing in free agents who couldn't play. You know, Belanger was supposed to be able to play. He couldn't play. Belov was supposed to be able to play. How good Someone was Someone was in love with Grebishkov. How good was Ferentz? Okay, Ferentz. That they was got him too. They, guy. they got him. Too that old. wasn't Shirelli's guy. That was he was oh, signed. That's, that's right. That was Shirelli didn't sign him to a contract extension that's in Boston. Proceed. Excuse me. Ferentz was over the hill. Uh, Nikitin could not play. Belov could not play. Grebishkov could not play. If they had gotten Ferentz at thirty-one instead of thirty-four, okay, Robin, right? So the Robin point is, you evaluated him at thirty-two and said he could play. And he thirty-four. Couldn't. Whatever. The point is, the, the player evaluation isn't good enough, and a lot of those same guys are still working here, and I get what Gord's saying. All right. He said something about the assistants. Now, take a look at the track record for Todd McClellan in San Jose. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the same staff year after year. Inevitably, there are changes. That happens. That comes especially in years where you end up 31st in PK and 31st in the power play. Sure. So you bring in guys. That's already occurred this year. What did we find out yesterday? With Tom McClellan talking about influencing the power play and the change that was made there. Maybe you weren't there yet. Uh, in the This is in the, the scrum portion with McClellan, just the input that Paul Coffey had had. The order is going to a bit of a spread on the power play. Okay. So there's a little bit different wrinkle. Now that takes some time to uh, to learn. I, I would argue for the players. It's, it's, it's a different power play than the 1-3-1 one, one the orders were using. They've gone to sure. a spread 10 to 12 games ago. Okay. And it hasn't exactly knocked it out of park, though I do think their power plays looked pretty good last night. They just didn't score. Yeah. But uh, they got one with the second unit. But they got, well, as Todd said after the game, the, the they won specialties the won us a game. When's the last time we could say that? So <laughs> so Sirius Gord is saying, you know, Shirelli McClellan, five years. I, I would tend to certainly, I mean, next year, next season would be year four. I think fans, if they listen to the show, know my feelings on this. I put it out on Twitter when Edmonton was, after they'd lost the game in, uh, where was it, Chicago, the afternoon game in Chicago, that, you know, you got to make a decision as to what type of franchise you want here, and I do think they need some stability. I also think when it comes to assistant coaching, that is, is always on a year-by-year evaluation. 
Uh, even I, even teams that are successful change assistant coaches around. Guys get jobs and other uh, other opportunities and other organizations. That comes with the territory. I believe that uh, that happened in Anaheim with Randy Carlisle, did it not? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not the it, Paul McLean did not return. Right. It happens to Anaheim. where a general manager says to his coach, "Coach, we're going to find you a new assistant." And the coach says, "But I like that assistant." And the GM says, "Coach, we're going to find you a new assistant." Right? Yeah. And that just happens in sports. Sometimes they fire newspaper guys or internet guys like me because they think there's someone better out there. I get it. So if that happens in Edmonton, it happens. It's The point I would make is this. Turning over assistant coaches is a blip on the radar, frankly. Turning over head coaches is a major move, as Taylor Hall said on his conference call today. I had a new coach every year in this town. so And he's right. So th- there's a huge difference in the gravity between changing out any assistant and changing a head coach. I think we'd all agree on that, and it does happen. I don't think Neil Yakupov was ever as good as we all thought he was going to be sure. when he was drafted, but I don't think it helped Neil Yakupov that the transition occurred between Ralph Kruger, who had a way of handling player yep. and, and going to... I mean, let's not forget, Dallas Aikens scratched Neil Yakupov four games in. So Taylor Hall can talk about the coaching changes, but I think it affected a guy like Neil Yakupov even more. It affects everyone. You can't, If you change coaches every year, who are you, Bob? You're, You're the Cle- Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. Well... Right? You want to be the Cleveland Browns? Right? No one wants to be the Cleveland Browns. Right. Even Jack Michaels would say that. Right. Though Jack will be watching the NFL draft because they have the number one and number four overall pick. It It really is right out of draft day this year. Do they take Saquon Barkley, number one? Do they take the running back out of Penn State? Did you hear what that coach said about, our anonymous coach, that he would punch himself in the you-know-what to draft Barkley? Well, that's like my line, right? (laughs) Blocking slap shots in the nude to win the lottery. I said that to Bill Daly (laughs) when we had Bill Daly in at uh, Bruce Savile's Mac and Cheese luncheon. Have you sent Bill the golden uh, placard yet, by the way? No, I'm not. I I was going to be needing it pretty soon. For Edmonton again? Of course. Oh, man. I think think they just print one. Hey, Spec, could you imagine? (laughs) The rest of the league. I was, that was going to be my... You noticed that I didn't bring up the losing the 14 consecutive challenges with, with Gary because the, the automatic response would be, you guys won four lotteries. and Technically, <laughs> technically Gary, they only won two. All right, 780-496-0063. Let's go to Douglas on line number one. Douglas, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, what's up? Oh, just a quick question, I guess. I'm just a dumb consumer, so I'll just ask you a few questions and hang up and hear what you got to say. But I just always wonder... Why is it that we, like, you know, Shirelli's done some trades, whatever, but why is it that we, uh, like, for example, Hamannick and Hamilton, you know, they talked about, oh, we couldn't get those guys, we couldn't get those guys, and then all of a sudden, they're both on Calgary. And then that guy that they just traded from Colorado, uh, his name escapes me, uh, they got, like, seven people for him, you know, and he wasn't... Matt Duchesne. Okay. Why can't we do stuff like that? That's all I'm asking. All right, Doug, uh, we'll answer the question. First of all, regarding Dougie Hamilton, Edmonton did make, it's it's known that the Oilers made a better offer of picks for Dougie Hamilton than Calgary did. If you think that Cam Neely was going to allow... Austin wouldn't do that deal. Right. Cam Neely, who had a lot of influence and power. So here's what happened in Boston. So Cam Neely was tight with Jeremy Jacobs' son, Charlie Jacobs. And 
Jeremy Jacobs is a hard-nosed hawk business guy that was huge power broker in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Charlie, the son, maybe a little bit different personality, mm -hmm. but Charlie aligned himself with Cam Neely. Figure out what I'm saying with Peter Shirelli. Yeah, they and weren't going to make send a good player to Edmonton. There is help no Shirelli on his new gig in Edmonton. There's, that's not happening. But right? it's a bigger picture thing that the listeners talking about. Now, in terms of the Hammonick trade, the Oilers looked at it and said we can sign Russell for nothing for and don't have to give up any assets. Yeah, and at this point, I'm not sure the Flames. You know, there's another trade. Would they make that trade again right now? The Hammonick trade. Yeah. He's a good player. I like Hamlet. Maybe maybe somebody who's a Calgary fan can text yeah. us and tell us whether or not he's. They paid a dear price for that. Doesn't move the puck. Right. He's a second pairing right shot price. defenseman. Right. He's he's a lot like Larson. Yeah. Right. So, I guess the point is you can't just you know Edmonton's been in on their share of trades. Some go your way, some don't. Uh, they've done better on the smaller deals. They did better on the Maroon deal. They did better in the Cassian deal. I gotta I, I gotta tell you the the Sakic thing shocked me that he he pulled that off. Oh, me too. Because I didn't think he was fully committed, okay, as a general manager. Oh, Not the way you need to be. I but thought he waited too long on But that he deal. executed a fantastic yeah. trade. And Pierre Dorian enabled him to do that because Pierre moved Turris as part of the package to Nashville and the combination of picks and prospects that... It's a great trade. For Colorado, I mean... That, that, put it this way, that's prob that trade is going to allow them to trade Tyson Berry. There you go. And that brings us back to Edmonton, a trade that maybe they can be in on. And and I think it needs to be said, uh, the orders are all in on McDavid and Drysaddle, $21 million. Yeah. So if they're not they're not going to trade for a Matt Duchesne, right? Yes. They're not going to trade for a Carlson. They're right. not going to trade for anyone who's making north of about $6 million bucks here because they've got their guys. And, and Barry has so an ingredient, and that's why he would be enticing. It's just what's the acquisition. It'll cost you Nugent Hopkins, my Well, friend. and uh, most people in hockey would tell you that Nugent Hopkins carries more value than Barry. Right. But Barry might have a more unique ingredient. Well, Mark, we got a bunch of business to take care of. Uh, i got to uh, find the actual updated liner because I just got it today. Uh, we will tell you. Let's, let's do this. When we come back, we're going to go to this day in order's history, and we're going to bang off a quick trivia question. The best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated for 48 years. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Everything is real at Royal. It's big boy, old school pizza. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thanks, Connor. To uh, this day in Oilers history, it is brought to you by New S Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company. They'll have a great Oilers Now road package to Europe this fall, Sweden and Germany. Figure it out. Brendan, what do we have for this day in Oilers history? We go back to 2012. The Oilers defeat the Sharks 3-2 in San Jose. Jordan Eberle scores his 30th goal of the season. Sam Gagne scored the shootout winner to lift the Oilers to victory. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, we've got the Oilers now. Road trip coming up to Sweden and Germany. You'll see the Oilers play 
uh, in Europe. Call now to register with New West Travel. Go online at newwesttravel.com. The NHL, by the way, just uh, just announced this uh, the actual dates for the games today. Two... Mr. Lube Trivia. And today's question will be asked by Mark Spector. What do you got off the top of your head that you could ask? I'll do the liner. You got a question for me? Turn, turn, make sure you turn your mic on there. Too. Mr. Lube Trivia. Yes. Oh, boy. Winter driving begins with Mr. Lube. Up for grabs. Winter driving. When you're winter driving and you pick up your... There you go. Sell it. Sell it. Ford at uh, Westlock Ford. There you go. Keep her going. <laughs> <laughs> Winter driving begins at Mr. Lube, Canada's leader in car maintenance. It's Mr. Lube. You gotta. When you drive into the country, you get to a place called Irma, Alberta, where they once turned out a fabulous defenseman who played a very short time for the Evan Oilers and then returned to play senior hockey for the Irma Aces. He played briefly for the New Jersey Devils organization as well. He's a Western Hockey League defenseman, big tough guy. Uh, who was he? Who was he? Brendan, do you have any idea? No. Not many guys made the jump from the Irma Aces to the Edmonton Oilers, I'll tell you right now, but this guy did. And it also spoke volumes about the challenges that Edmonton had with their team at that time. No That's dis- how bad they were. <laughs> no, no, no disrespect. <laughs> uh, That's our trivia question. Spec, thanks for coming in today. We'll see if i got a show tomorrow to do on Oilers Now. <laughs> One of our guests will be Craig Simpson. Hey, the New York Islanders are in town. Jordan Everly, they're on the ice at 2 o'clock uh, tomorrow. So we'll be there. And we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross, and then uh, Inside Sports Night with Reed Wilkins. What has he got, Brendan? Uh, Kelly Rudy's on tonight. Pat Steinberg out of Calgary, University of Alberta Golden Bears basketball player Brody Clark from there, Nationals there you and Halifax. And let's just put it this way. Regarding Mark Spector's trivia question, you can never be off the mark if you got a friend whose name is Gord. Uh, there you go. Have a great uh, Tuesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.